The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. Now, if you recall, in the last episode, we revealed there was a fifth person on the cliff camping with Lauren, Hannah, Aaron, and Chris that weekend. His name is Bricks Gambrel. When I first started investigating this case, I had no idea Bricks even existed. It wasn't until much later into the investigation that I realized who he was and that the other three had never mentioned his name or his whereabouts that weekend. This was extremely perplexing to me and immediately raised a red flag in my mind. After interviewing several people, I discovered that Bricks had gone to high school with Lauren and Hannah. According to Lauren's mom, Sherry, Lauren never hung out with Bricks in her high school years. Bricks was friends with Aaron, which is why he was there that weekend. Not sure if y'all caught it, but in the first episode, we mentioned his name because he helped Aaron set up the campsite. What we know now is alarming. You are going to hear more from Chris Stout's deposition. Listen carefully to what he says. When you arrived with your boat at the marina, um, did you see Mr. Lilly? Yes. Okay. Was he with anyone at that time? Um, yes, that's where I met Briggs. Okay. Okay, so there was a group so far of yourself, Aaron, Briggs, um, Hannah, and Lauren. Correct? Yes. Was there anybody else who was with you in that group? Not that I remember. Okay. When you got to the bar that night, did you see other people? Um, yes, nobody that I knew, but okay. there was plenty of people at the bar. Did you socialize with other people at the bar or mostly just stick to that group of five? I uh, mostly just stuck to the group, but I socialized with everybody. Okay. Where, where, if anywhere, did you go after leaving Fish Lips? Probably back to the, I mean, we went back to the campsite. Okay. How did you get up to the top? I took the canoe and all the way to the backside, went up the road, all the way to the campsite. And did all, all five of you go up to the campsite that night? Um, I don't remember if Briggs did. Uh, I know Hannah and Aaron, me, Warren, and another girl went up to the top of the campsite. The night, Saturday night, um, when was the last time you saw Bricks? At the bar. Okay, what was he doing at the bar? I mean, socializing with everybody. Do you know um, where and when he was spending the night that night? No. Now, the night before he had spent the night where? On um, Friday night. I I don't know. I believe he stayed with uh, Callie in a car. So Callie in Callie's car? Yes. Okay. Let's ask that. Where was Callie Q those two nights, Friday night and Saturday night? Um, she was at the bar, I believe. Okay. Do you know where she spent the night, those two nights, Friday night and Saturday night? In her car. Okay. That I know. I don't... And why don't... do you believe that Bricks was with Callie? Because they said they were together. They said they were together? 
do you know whether or not Brick spent the night on a houseboat? No. Okay. Um, and did you ever see Bricks on the cliff or on the campsite on Saturday night? Mm, no, not after the bar. Okay. Um, about how long did the group stay at uh, Fish Lips, the bar, that night? Several hours. Um, we ended up going to the bathroom at one point in time, and I lost the group. So it was towards the end of the night. I lost the group, and I went off and found other people to talk to. Okay. And then um, I went looking for everybody. I couldn't find everybody, so I went to a houseboat, which was across from my boat, which we had talked to earlier. There's some people that were cool. I ended up falling asleep on their their houseboat waiting on everybody else. Okay. About what time was that? I couldn't tell you. So when you... When it was you, night. Did you wake up? Um, yes. Aaron and then woke me up. Okay. And then we went back to the campsite. Okay. So had Aaron um, and Bricks and Lauren, um, had they been, I guess, had they been staying... They had not gone to the campsite while you were sleeping? I don't know. So they found you somehow? Yes. And who specifically was it who found you? Um, I mean, I was right there at the dock. They could all see me. But, but I mean, who is who is they all? Uh, Aaron, Hannah, and Lauren, I believe. Okay. Now, that first night, did Brick spend the night on the campsite? I can't recall. Okay. Um, you said that, I think... I don't think he did. Okay. And so that second night, when you were found, you were found by... The group... The group included bricks or didn't include bricks? No, did not include bricks. Okay. And so the two girls and Aaron, they found you? Yes. And where did you all go after that? Back to the campsite. And how did you get there? The canoe. Did you talk to Aaron and Hannah and bricks about the fact that Lauren had died? Yeah, we went to the police department that night before we went home. And uh, I guess that's where they took all of our statements, or that's where they received all of our statements and stuff. So. Did you all leave the police department together? Um, all separately, but yeah. Did you all go get dinner together? No. You all went separate places? Yeah, I don't know what they did. I went home. Did you take your boat home at that time? Yes. Okay. And what about Bricks Graham Bell? Have you communicated with him um, since you've been in prison? Yes. Okay. How have you communicated with Bricks since you've been in prison? Telephone. Okay. Has he called you, or have you called him? I called him. Okay. Now, what was the subject of those phone calls? I mean, we were just talking. Okay. Did you guys ever talk about this case? Um, yes. Okay. Did you ever talk about Lauren's death on those phone calls? No. Okay. Uh, what did you say to Mr. Grambrell about this case? I mean, we were talking about the lawsuit that she was trying to put on us. Okay. That's all we know. And what did you explain to him about that? I mean, I didn't know much. She just said that she's just suing for a lot of money, just trying to avenge her death, I guess. Okay, so. And what did what else did Brick say for that phone call? I saw that call. Has he um, spoken to you more than once? No. Okay. Now, just remind me again, did you call him or did he call you? I called him. Okay. How did you know to call him? Or why did you call him originally? Um, because he's my friend. Did you call him to talk about the lawsuit? No. Okay. What else did you talk to him about, if not the lawsuit? I mean... Just catching up, because I mean, I had, I had been incarcerated probably six months by then, so. So when is that when you spoke to him last summer? Yeah, probably. Do you recall? I couldn't give you a date on it. 
but you believe it was six months into your incarceration when you spoke with him? Yeah, close to it. Okay, so that would have been potentially December of 2016? Um, since that phone call, have you spoken to Mr. Granbell since then? No. Okay. Have you communicated with him via email? No. Have you had any other contact with Mr. Granbell since that phone call? No. Okay. Has he tried to contact you? No. Okay. Um, one of the things you testified earlier was that when it came to Hannah Palmer, you mostly just spoke to Aaron Lilly. Mm -hmm. um, were, there, were there any other, of the other individuals I've talked about, Aaron Lilly, Hannah Palmer, or Bricks Granbell, who you've spoken to through a third party? such as a sibling or a friend of theirs that has passed messages back and forth? Um, yes. Okay, and who, who is that intermediator through, party? Through Megan. She is uh, the woman who's living in your house? Yes. Okay, and what messages has Megan passed? Uh, just finding out about my boat, because Briggs has my boat. Okay, um, and what did you want to know about your boat? Just if it's okay, because I didn't intend on being incarcerated so long. Who is looking after your boat? Bricks. And where is it located? I don't know. Did Megan tell you where Bricks had taken the boat? No. Okay, what sort of boat is it? It's a Malibu. Sunsetter. Is that a ski boat? Yes. Chris Dow didn't know Bricks before that weekend, but now he's taking care of Chris's house and his boat. A few weeks ago, we received another anonymous tip. During my conversation with this person, they mentioned that they had a casual conversation with one of the campers. Listen to what they told me. I don't really know where to start because there's so much I want to talk about. But um, I guess I'll start with um, me and Chris. Yeah, we have been friends. For a very long time, we rode motorcycles together and a lot of stuff. Um, and basically, I asked him, like, what happened? Because all my friends are telling me. I didn't really know Lauren. I'm, I knew of her. Um, but I, all this all this stuff I'm hearing, and uh, I, so I asked him. I, we were alone, and I asked him, like, straight up, like, dude, it's just me and you. What happened? And uh, his version that he told me, I have not heard on one video that I've watched yet. And I've watched almost all of them on YouTube. His version is basically the same as most of them, but he says that when they uh, went to sleep and woke up, that she was gone or whatever, that they thought that she had went back to her ex-boyfriend, that... She had gotten she had gotten into an argument with him and his new girlfriend at the bar, and they were like, "Oh, she must have left and went back because they got in a big fight." And she tried to leave and go home, but we took her keys from behind a tree. Say that again. They what with the keys? They hit them behind a tree, so she couldn't get them and leave. Uh huh because she was drunk. But then he gets to tell me about um, this Bricks kid that I haven't heard anything about yet. Um, I've recognized his face from school because I went to Henderson's High School. Uh -huh. um, 
I recognize him, but I don't. I've never. I don't think I've ever really met him. But Chris tells me that that the guy like gave him like really big like uh, I guess the silly word I can only think of the heebie-jeebies and uh, like like scared him. And basically, what he told me is that he thinks that. Bricks killed her, and somehow Aaron saw it, or was walked up on it happening or something, and um, uh, the Bricks kid scared uh, Aaron into shutting up, basically. But and then he ran off to the Bahamas. Right after that happened, right. I don't know if any. Of, I don't know if any of that's true. Like as far as the running off or anything like that, I don't know anything about this. Right. And so then uh, he basically was like, "I understand why her mom is doing this, but she's like ruining my life, and I didn't do anything wrong." He was like, "Yes, her daughter." was drunk and died, but he was like, I didn't do anything. So he didn't feel like he should go forward with what he thought? That's what I asked him. I was like, well, well, what's going on with the investigation or whatever? Well, because he said, all right, I'm sorry. Let me back up a little bit. He said that, um, you know, they thought she ran off. But then I don't know why he would come back and tell me that the Brooks kids gave him the heebie-jeebies. Right. Like I, I don't understand. I guess because he said once they found, okay, once they found the body, and she, and she they thought she fell off. He tells me that he thought that maybe he would uh, he, maybe he would have done something like that. I, it just struck me as really odd. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I just, the case got closed and I didn't know what to do after that. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's about the extent of our conversation. Uh, he really didn't want to talk about it. Um, when I asked him at first, it was kind of like, uh, I caught him off guard because me and him joke around and play. And, uh, when I asked him about something serious, he was kind of like a deer in headlights. At first, he was trying to, he was going to change the subject, kind of, it seemed like he was kind of trying to, like, steer away. He was like, oh, it was just kind of an accident, and he was being real vague. And I was like, no, what, what, what happened, though? Like, what really happened? You were there. And then that's when we started talking about it. But as far as Chris's character goes, I could never see him doing something to harm her. He... He, I know he's getting he's getting a bad rap because he's made a bunch of mistakes with all these uh, DUIs because he likes to party too much. But he's the life of the party. He's not, if that makes any sense. He's the he's on everybody calls to come over. He's such an energetic, like happy, uh, fun person to be around. Um, never like I've literally never seen him. Serious, like in a in a like a mad serious. 
I mean, he's always just so goofy and joking around. Even when we ride motorcycles, he would do all this crazy, goofy stuff just to make people laugh. So how did he come up with that story? I mean, does he know it or, you know? I have no, yeah, I don't know if it was like something that, because it doesn't add up to anything that besides like the main non-important details, it doesn't add up with anything else that I've heard. And um, I, I just, I don't know, it makes me question, like, I think he might know what happened, and he he's just, I don't know if somebody has scared him and Aaron into, into just not telling. But it seems like at some point they would be like, okay, well, you know, we're in a $10 million lawsuit. Maybe we should just tell somebody. But I don't understand why they would keep it a secret so much. So basically he said that Bricks was up on the cliff, which we knew. And he felt like Aaron walked up on Bricks. And then Aaron helped him dispose of the body? I have no idea. Uh, he just said that it seems like he knows that he did something to her and Aaron, Aaron knows, knew what happened. That was like his, his, his that was his um, quote-unquote theory about it, I guess. Yeah, that's what he made it sound like. He didn't know for sure. But if something happened to her and she really didn't fall off, this would be his guess. Hmm. Bricks gave him the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't like him. He said he was just a weird, like, stone kind of person that that uh, he could see hurting somebody. But So, yeah, the fingers are definitely uh, being pointed at Chris. Definitely. That's coming not from us. That's coming from uh, different people. He literally forwarded me to think that, or to find out if he really did something. I, I just don't see him, I don't see him doing anything on purpose. Do you think he'd cover up something? I think that he might, he might be bullied into, into not telling something because he, out of fear because he's not a fighter he's not a he's a a, he's a little bitty guy and he uh I mean I've never known him to get any sort of confrontation uh he's always been the one like if if I if a conversation excuse me confrontation has happened he's gone because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be around it or deal mm-hmm. with it. And and as far as the uh, like, um, I don't know how to put it any like lightly, but like, you know, obviously, it kind of seems like somebody may have tried to take advantage of her sexually or something like that before hurting her. Um, and in, in my opinion, I don't know if I'm way off wrong, but that I definitely wouldn't believe because that man, um, <laughs> that man has women chasing him all over town. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why he would, you know, why he would risk his freedom and stuff like that. And he just doesn't strike me as a person that would do that. Like I said, 
with the comment he said to the cop about the gun, you know, like, that sounds like something Chris would say, just something off the wall, sarcastic, trying to be funny, not being serious. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I've known him, I've known him oh, a whole long time, like his whole life. Now, what about the drugs? They said they were doing drugs up there. Would you see him doing drugs? I believe that. Oh, okay. Now, did you know uh, his girlfriend, Callie Q. Smith? Uh, Chris's? Yes. Uh, no, man. Around the time that that happened, we kind of uh, got a little distant from each other because I lost my motorcycle, and so I quit riding. Right. I really believe that. It was, I, I, I think, I honestly, well, I mean, you know more than I do. I honestly, I don't think that this is just a coincidence or, or accident, I should say. I think something happened to her, and I think that it was, like Chris said, either that Brick's kid that just disappeared, I guess. I don't know if anybody even really talked to him or not, um, or Aaron. But you don't think Chris? Uh, no, I, no, I just, I don't see it. I don't see why he would do something like that. So he did not want to talk to you about that night. He <laughs> he just basically said a couple of things and then he was done. Yeah, it was it, it was it was um, definitely sounded rehearsed. Now I don't know if it was rehearsed just by him or somebody like told him what to say, like, you know, with Aaron telling him to shut up every time he tried to talk to the police. Yeah. I don't know, that that's, that kind of starts making me believe that that Aaron had some kind of, some kind of control over this kid. Sherry Smith called me to talk to me about Bricks showing up at her house. This is Sherry Smith, Lauren's mom, describing the details of her encounter with Bricks. Yeah, it, it was very awkward when Bricks showed up at our house. Um, it was like the day after Lauren had died, and I was in my bedroom. I mean, I just was having trouble getting out of bed, and... Mike comes to the door and he says, you know, Sherry, there's a guy here that knows Josh, went to high school with Josh, that wants to talk to you for a minute. And, you know, I, I'm just, at that point, I'm just in shock. I can't breathe. I'm just like, oh, my God. And, and so I, I get up and I put, you know, kind of a robe on and I go out there and I'm like, yeah, can I help you? And he's like, he looks at me and I've never seen this guy before in my life. Okay, and he's looking at me like, um, hi, my name is Bricks. I was, I was, uh, you know, at Wakefest with your daughter, and I'm like, okay. And he goes, yeah, um, do, do you know anything that happened? You know, what, you know, what went on? And, and I'm standing there, I'm like, seriously, you're asking me? You know, what, what went on at Wakefest? I said, you were there, right? And he wouldn't look me in the eye. See, like, he's just, like, standing there in my house. You can tell he doesn't want to be there. And he's just, like, looking at me, and he's gritting his teeth. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah, I just wondered if you knew anything about anything you had said. And I'm looking at him and going, no, what do you? And he's like, well, um, I just wanted to come by and, you know, just talk to you for a minute and say hi to Josh. So, uh, see you, bye. And he runs out the door. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Why was this person, first of all, I've never, I've never met him before, and he claimed to be friends with my, my son. And he called Josh out of the blue after, you know, Warren died, and he said, hey, man, I need to come talk to you. And so they met up. They went somewhere I, called Stark Knob. It's like a dock. And they went and they talked for a while, and, and you know, he just wanted to come to the house and see if I knew anything. Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared in hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at SheilaWysocki.com. Next time on Without Warning. When you go out and slander my department about something, then I'm going to I'm going to try to straighten it back up. These are the facts of the case, not what somebody said, not what somebody done. Those are the facts of the case. So. Did you at any time employ anyone to conduct a reenactment of the alleged fall? No. Why? Because we do not know where she fell off at. Without warning. Host, executive director, and executive producer, Sheila Wysocki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans. Thank you for listening to Without Warning. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a quick review to help others discover it too. If you or someone you know knows something about this case or the people involved, you can submit tips by emailing tips at shilawaisaki.com.